BYUSN, the 2024 BYU football schedule is out. We'll go through some of our favorite schedule superlatives. Plus, we get former BYU great Hans Olsen, radio analyst, to answer all of those same schedule superlatives. And what does he really think about the BYU-Utah game not being on rivalry weekend? It's a ball night for women's hoops at Kansas. With 10 games left, what will it take to finish in the top 10 in the Big 12? And standout distance runners Jenna Hutchins, Lexi Halliday-Lowry, Aubrey Frenthaway, and Riley Chamberlain join us off incredible performances last weekend in Beantown. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, January 31st. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who has been known to critique children's art at times, Jerem Jordan. Well, when my children bring them home, it's always wonderful, right? But it's different when it's someone else's. But uh, Kansas put out uh, their schedule release with kids drawing the logos of their opponents. So uh, a seven-year-old girl named Scarlett drew um, all of these. And here's her drawing of the Sailor Coog, which I think is pretty good. Yes. I think that's amazing. I am terrible at drawing, so I'm not going to critique anyone's drawing. But I think this is good for anybody, let alone a seven-year-old. You could have told me that a 12-year-old drew that. I'd have been like, all right, yeah, okay. I Seven years old. I would have taken grown adult. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm always That's intrigued smart. by the creativity of different people and different fan bases when it comes to schedule releases, and we have our own gem at BYU. Heme Heimuli. Yeah, he, he did a Seinfeld one, which is super funny. West Virginia's was hilarious. They did all things in the kitchen, and for Pitt, they basically – the dog was going out, and they just took the trash can. <laughs> that was the. That was pretty funny. Ah, oh, that's fun rivalry. Is, it, is that more entertaining, or um, you and I growing up in Utah and the creativity required to ask someone to a dance? Because I, I was not about that. I did not like that that much. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I, like, why can't I just ask someone and go to the dance? It, it, you would think it would be that What does it have to be this big and, and show simple? And, but it's not. Yeah. I, I would always choose this type of creativity over trying to come up with some unique way, some candy bar poster that yeah. is yeah. using different words from candy bars to ask somebody on a date. Yeah, no. I, I don't no. know. Is that a Utah thing only, by the way? Or is that done all I, over the country? I don't, I, it's done all okay, over? Okay, so, okay. We're yeah. not that weird. We're weird, Colton Potter's no. like, let's not all. He's from Indiana, from so Indiana. at least it's done yeah. in Indiana and Utah. <laughs> the, Indiana, no one's ever convicted them of being weird. Yeah. Oh, but well done. Seriously speaking, Scarlett as a seven-year-old drawing this. Yeah, nice work. Outstanding. Nice Schedules work. are out. We have plenty to discuss. All rise and shout. Let's get to a superlative edition of what's trending. We waited a long time for the dates, but now we have it. I'm still used to being in independence. I'm not used to being in the Big 12, so this is awesome. Big 12 schedule number two for BYU football in this new Power 4 era. Yeah, no one's really <laughs> saying it, but that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it's becoming with no Pac-12 in yeah, play next sure. season. Now that uh, the Four Corner Schools are part of the Big 12, they are now on BYU's schedule. All of them except for Colorado. That said, uh -huh. it's time that we get into one of my favorite topics, the superlatives of a new schedule. I, I thought it was is, superlatives this until is right super, now. This is super fun right here. Okay, We've broken it down into five different categories. We did not consult each other nope. uh, with our answers about each of these superlative questions. We've been told the three of the five are the but same. We have, so we, the, the classic. Okay. So I'll start with the first question, yeah. which is, and we all know that Utah is circled because of the rivalry factor. Clearly. So aside from Utah, yeah. 
What's the game you circled second? Uh, Arizona is the one Ooh. I circled second. Here's why. They went 10-3 and three last year. Amazing season. Number 11. They were the third best Pac-12 team, and that's saying a lot. Washington goes to the national title game. Oregon wins the Fiesta Bowl. Arizona was third in the Pac-12 in overall record and league play. I am very intrigued by that one. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. And with Kalani Satake and, you know, the decade before, yeah. um, obviously a regional game, old whack rival uh, of sorts there. Um, so Arizona, I'm, I'm excited about that game. I'm just one week after you, and we're not sure if it's going to be on a Friday or a Saturday because it's listed as October 18th or 19th. But I'm going to Oklahoma State. BYU had a 17-point halftime lead against the Cowboys. I heard that. In the regular season finale. Yeah. And then Ollie Gordon went absolutely nuts. Ollie Gordon, the 12th, against showed BYU. up. <laughs> well, the fifth, because he scored five touchdowns. But the right? seventh version of him. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I want to see what the return trip is for Oklahoma State. I think that BYU fans obviously will not have forgotten what went down in a, on a rainy day in Stillwater and we what it cost not. BYU. Yep. No chance at a bowl game. That one was really, really tough to stomach. However... Oklahoma State is also the team, until they're not, that is the heir apparent to maybe Texas and Oklahoma as the next great power because they were in the Big 12 championship game. They returned their star running back. Mm -hmm. Like They should be picked near the top, if not at the top, of the preseason poll. I think so, because preseason stuff is based on quarterback and returners, and that's how it works. So it doesn't automatically mean you're going to show up and do that. See TCU from last year, right? But when you return the quarterback it, 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 and uh, the best running back in the in country. In the league, yeah, in the country. Joke Walker Award winner. Yeah, that's an intriguing game for sure. And, and a ninth-year quarterback, no less. Ninth, it's amazing. He has four doctorates. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, uh, second question. What's the toughest game? This was an easy answer for me. BYU at Utah. Amen. Everything that builds up to this, yep. BYU finally ending the nine-game losing streak in 2021 and then the game not happening for two more years. And yes. so – Utah's had to sit on that, and BYU, you know, BYU fans, because they can be annoying and hilarious, are like, oh, it's been 1,400 days since Utah's beaten BYU. That's or, or whatever. Almost spilled my drink. When, when, you say, drink. when you say fans, you looked at me. Because no. <laughs> I love that stat, Spence. I love that one. Okay. It's just a lot. The, the chip on the, <laughs> the proverbial chip on the shoulder is yes. real for Utah and their entire fan base. And this game is in Salt Lake City. If yes. it were at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, maybe I go somewhere different with this answer. But it's in yes. Salt Lake City. It's in November. They're members of the same Power Four conference for the first time ever. Like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, there's so many different contextual levels to this game. B- BYU is is going to be in it. They need to be ready for just what is going to be, oh, my gosh. It's just going to be a, a circle of vitriol and hatred, and the, the rivalry will be very, very thick. Luckily, everyone's cool and respectful about it, oh um, which is exciting. BYU hasn't won up there since, what, 06, right? The last time BYU won in Salt Lake City, was, was, that, the John, was that the John Beck game? Right. Oh, my goodness. So, it's been a long time since it's been almost 20 years. In 18, Zach Wilson and the gang are up 20 and a half and, unfortunately, lose that lead. Yeah. So, so that, many close losses. That's a big game. You, listen, Utah has a ton of respect. They won the Pac-12 uh, the previous two years prior to last year. They play really well at home. They've always got great line play. 
Cam Rising is back. Oh, what if Cam Rising had played in 21? Well, you could have put him in the game. Um, he is uh, going to be the quarterback uh, in theory. It's November 9th. I, who knows? But, uh, yeah, looking excited for that game. That's a tough game. If you win that one, that is a fantastic win. That would be BYU's best win of the season. Yeah. I don't see anywhere. Like, if yeah. they win that game, Reg- uh, what, what other win is going to be better than that? Because Utah is expected to be ranked and competitive in the Big 12 right away. Uh, if you ask their fans, they are the, clearly the best team and will dominate out of the gate. <laughs> it's not as easy as you think. Sorry. Um, I know the Pac-12 got really good last year, and what happened to Utah? They, obviously, they had injuries at the quarterback position with Rising. Well, technically, he never got injured in season. He just sure. didn't play. But when there are a bunch of good teams, and there weren't teams at the top of the Pac-12 level in the Big 12 last year. There was one in Texas. But it's, it's going to be hard. Again, it's the land of 9-3, and 8-4. and four. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, I agree. Tough, yeah, Utah tough is at Utah is the toughest game. Yeah, I, like, Utah's a good team and they play well at home. Maybe the question is, what's the second toughest game? <laughs> I I don't know. There are some yeah. sneaky games on there for sure. Yes, at SMU is tough. At UCF That's, is tough. At SMU is sneakier than you think. This is a team that just won eleven games. I mean, they were amazing. Last year. Texas humidity, Friday night lights in Dallas. Yep. Yeah, that, that's a sneaky game for sure. Okay, next question. Number three superlative here. What's the biggest trap game on BYU's 2024 schedule? Dude, it is Wyoming. Yes, it, it is, is Wyoming. It is. Because it's right before the Kansas State Big 12 opener. It's a G5 road game. You think that you should go in there and just win. Nope. This is the Super Bowl for the Cowboys there, man. The emotion, the tradition, the history, the location. Like, yeah. you know, it could be just crazy windy that day. Who knows? That is the biggest trap game. Oh, man. I, and this is probably more for BYU fans than it is for the BYU team. I, I, I believe that Kalani Satake knows – what Wyoming football is all about. He has great respect for the program. He's played there himself. Yes, he knows, he knows. the deal. Yeah. I, this is, again, a, shout, a warning, if you will, to BYU fans. Like, this is not going to be an easy game. If, if this is a one-point BYU win, wouldn't shock me at all. If this is a three-point BYU loss, wouldn't shock me at all. Ask this can't Texas, be that picky for no, margin, right? Ask Texas Tech last year. Texas Tech had a good team. And they had their starting quarterback the entire game. Like, they were at full health. Yes. They had a big lead in that game late and lost it. Wyoming wins in overtime. It was a stunner. It's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. That was kind of the moment we were like, whoa. Wyoming football like, might actually be a little bit back. Like, they're on, they're on the uptick. I know that Coach Bowles has retired, and so there's a, a changing of the guard there, which is tough for any team to overcome. But yep. still, in Laramie, in September, like, Wyoming fans hate BYU. Like, the hatred they have for BYU is right there with Utah. Like, if you talk to – like, you know, you experienced I've been there twice, bro. You have done this. It is (laughs) – we went over to the student section. You've done this. Yeah, I was like, what are we doing over here? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, What is the most winnable Big 12 game? It's the regular season finale. BYU hosting Houston Mm. on senior day. Cougardom. Yeah. There's just – to me, there's no way that BYU loses that game. Houston is a program that is in full rebuild mode. They fired Dana Holgerson. They have a new coach. Willie and, Fritz, right? And you got they're a warm-weather school that's got to play in Provo on November 30th yeah, on let's BYU's use, Senior Day. Let's use that against people. We're always the cold-weather school in, like, golf and softball and baseball. 
Yeah, yeah, warm weather school, Houston, coming in November. I like this. That's like an incredibly this. difficult road trip for a team like Houston to make yeah. to Provo. And the emotions will be Some palpable. Some direct flights, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Ask Oklahoma taking how, wagons? Tough, it What's to going on? how yeah. tough it is to play on senior day in Provo. Right when BYU was a 17-point underdog, and like Oklahoma was a 100-yard pick six away from losing that game. By the way, we found out that, that Oklahoma requested that game be super early for whatever reason, which is in- interesting. Interesting. I loved that it was early. That was great. I wouldn't mind if it was early against Houston. I don't think it's going to matter for the Cougars in red. No. I, I think they're walking into C-O-O. They're walking into a big old L to close out the regular nice. season. I like that. All right. Okay, mine is at Arizona State. Oh. Sun Devils stunk last year. They were terrible. Uh, three and nine, first year head coach Kelly, uh, Kenny Dillingham, the OC from Oregon. They're figuring things out. Friendly travel and location for Cougar yeah. fans. A lot in the Valley of the Sun. Lots of Cougs going to show up there. Uh, you know, you got Jacob Conover and Tate Romney on the team. It's kind of fun there. Tyler Algier punch out play. We can play that a million times in the pregame and the lead up to that. So Arizona State was not good last year. Perhaps they get better, but they ain't going to get eight and five better. I, I think that is the most winnable Big 12 game. I know it's a road game. Sure, but it's not that big of a road game in terms of the travel and location and whatnot with the BYU fans and the flight. So I, uh, I like at Arizona State. All right. Okay. Uh, I, lo- I love that the BYU fan base will show up and show out for sure, especially if Arizona State's not great this year. Like they will oh, scoop they will up invade. all of the tickets. Yes. They will scoop up all of the tickets. Yes. And that will feel like a pseudo neutral site game. Which Absolutely. Is a ton of BYU no, no, fans. no. Listen, some of the best BYU fans in the country are in Arizona. Without yeah, question. Like, awesome. we, we should believe what's happened the last few times BYU's been in Arizona playing against Arizona. Yeah. We did a fan fest in Mesa in the middle of the summer, and there were thousands of people, and the generator that we were using to power our truck just quit like three times. They're like, oh, we're off the air now. <laughs> It was so it, hot. We're off the air again. Oh, we're yeah. off the air. We're done. We're like, okay. okay we're just going to go meet fans. We're going to go to air conditioning somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, hot. Just got a text message from uh, a viewer, a friend. It's like, Spencer, BYU's beaten Wyoming nine times in a row. Really, bro? It's like, I, it's in Laramie. We're not saying they're losing. We're just saying it's, it, it is, it's trappy. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. It's a trap. Wyoming's playing better football. They're on their home field. It's the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, nine straight wins for BYU. Yes, but... Mm. They care a lot. Every game has its own identity. And All right. BYU has chosen to walk into that <laughs> yeah. rat's They're nest. They're honoring the contract. They're honoring the contract. Final superlative question. Yeah. What's the best road trip on the 2024 BYU football schedule? Now, you could pick, you know, if you're, if you're uh, you know, a Joanna Gaines, Dr. Pepper oh, thing, you could pick Magnolia sure. Farms. Oh, Magnolia, your big hats and your Stanley Cups. And the whole SNL made fun of that over the weekend. By the way. Dr. Pepper really, Museum in Waco. Really funny. It is UCF by a mile. Orlando, Disney World, Universal Studios. Give me Butterbeer. Give me the beach. Give me NASA. <laughs> Give me the Knights of UCF. It's starting to turn cold in Utah. It's late October. And so the I, was, I thought you were it right now. I was like, no, dude, no. it was like 57 no. yesterday. It's going to be awesome. I don't know why I'm wearing this. It'll today. be nice again today. Weirdly, like balmy Beautiful. weather in late October. Oh, it's going to go away quick. In late October, that's when it starts to get down into the 40s and 50s. Like, Go to Florida and spend some time in 78 degrees and sunshine and with all the theme parks and good food mm. and amenities. And frankly, the bounce house is a fun place to watch a football game. You like, saw it was in rocking 2014. in 2014. Yeah. Jordan Leslie was still held. It was a terrible missed pass interference call in overtime. I'm still I'm, mad I'm so – that's one of the games that I will never get over. 
Like that one, that one stung. Christian Stewart should have won that game and been credited as BYU's quarterback going on the road and, and, and winning a huge game against a ranked UCF. Luckily, Gosh! It was, that was an easy game, though, emotionally, because, like, Taysom gets hurt the previous Friday, and then you have to go short week on a Thursday to UCF. There were no issues with that, getting up for that or preparing. <laughs> it was so hard, right? I know. It was so hard. Anyway. It's the, fun place to watch a game. Uh, yeah, one day I'd love to see a game there. That, that sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, the bounce the, house. The bounce house. Like, they bring it. Like, Who doesn't like a bounce house, They have the fans? largest, like, Daily student attendance, sixty k uh, or something of any school in America. Arizona right? State has a huge uh, student population. They don't, they don't get the. They're not known for that. Yeah, but UCF wow. they are. They're the largest daily enrollment. It's like yeah, like sixty three thousand or something. It's just wild. So double the, Brigham. They they will have a lot of loud fans there. And UCF, uh, let, let's not forget, they um, had the best record of any of the newcomers last year in the Big Twelve. Mm, yeah. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, a good, good team. Good for you. Our question of the day. Aside from the rivalry game at Utah, which game are you circling second on BYU's football schedule in 2024? Benjamin D. Nelson answers on X. Kansas and Oklahoma State at home. BYU played well against them last season, and I feel like with the LAS crowd, BYU can beat them. Typically when an old OC comes in to town, it feels like BYU's done well against that person mm-hmm. and that team. See Ryan Pugh, see Norm, see Norm Chow just out the see top Jeff of the dome. Jeff Grimes with Baylor in Jeff, 2022. Yes, Jeff Grimes coming back this time with Kansas. So we'll see. All right, I like the Kansas game too. Like I almost chose that one as the game I'd circled second because I think Kansas is, for whatever reason, we're still just not like bought in on them. They're legitimate. Oh, no, they're quality. Yeah. Like Coach I, Leipold is really good. Yeah, I was shocked he didn't go elsewhere. He's building in Kansas. They, so they will be a competitor yeah. for the Big 12 championship. Number 22 men's basketball plays at West Virginia Saturday. Pre-game coverage at 5 Eastern on BYU Radio. Former BYU lineman and a fantastic radio personality, BYU football radio analyst Hans Olsen joins us next to discuss his answers to our schedule superlative questions. Does he like the date of the BYU-Utah rivalry game? This is BYUSN. Everybody could be here in the stadium right now. Watch the flags flow up the stadium walls, the big go Cougs, the big Y. You can tell the fans are ready. Man, you just don't know what you're a part of until you raise a family, make a living. What an amazing moment for these guys. Well said by Hans Olsen earlier this football season. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. In fact, we want more Hans, so let's bring him in and have him join us live on the show to discuss schedule superlatives and more. Hans, great to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. How are you this morning? Uh, great now that I get to be on with you guys. You know, you're two of my favorites. <laughs> Love hanging out with you guys. You tell but everybody I, I that. Get... Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We were just talking about it, man. We talk for a living. This is, this is a great way to make a living. No doubt about it. Okay, it's time for some schedule superlatives, Hans. We just went through five and uh, we started kind of uh, with, well, I'm most interested in what game you have circled second, okay? So, uh, Jerem and I, we varied on our answers there, but aside from Utah, because that's number one, what's the game you have circled second as the most intriguing or most interesting in your list? Well, for me, it's going to be Central Florida in Orlando. I I love Florida, and Central Florida is going to be interesting. You know, they go out there and they get K.J. Jefferson, they got R.J. Harvey returning. R.J. Harvey's the guy that ran for nearly 1,500 yards last year, was responsible for 18 touchdowns. Solid running back. And then you add K.J. Jefferson that BYU fans are familiar with. 
guy that played for Arkansas and a guy that is very dynamic. And if they can get him to calm down his opinions and his thoughts of himself and listen very well and do what they ask him to do, that could be a really interesting team in Orlando. Plus, I heard you guys talking about the road trips. That's the one I've got circled. Can't wait to go back to Orlando. I have some property out there, and I can't wait just to go out there middle October and go hang out and enjoy that beautiful Florida weather. Well, it looks like we're going with you then because it'll be a free stay. Uh, okay, what's, what's the toughest game on the schedule? Well, every one of these is pretty tough, but, you know, I'll probably go with the University of Utah, maybe Arizona with Noah Fafita, but it's probably going to be that rivalry game. Depending on where Cam Rising is at the time and Brant Keithy is at the time and, and how they're doing with their health, I think that is going to be a very difficult game. But honestly, guys, you could throw Kansas in there with Devin Neal and Jalen Daniels. It's going to be really tough. Um, I think the Kansas State is going to be really tough with DJ Giddens and Avery Johnson and it's just the, the list goes on and on. But if I, if I had to really point out one, it's probably going to be that rivalry game. It's going to be a lot on the line. Hey, listen, BYU fans know all too well that whether Utah's playing their starting quarterback or their backup quarterback, it seems to, it seems to bode well for Utah. So it doesn't really matter if Cam Rising's playing in that game because Utah's backups seem to play well against BYU. Well, they do. And, you know, when I looked at this schedule, guys, my first thought, my very first impression was – BYU better get themselves a better defensive line. And Jay Hill has got a lot of work to do to put a defense in front of these running backs that they're going to see because these running backs that they're going to see are fantastic. You know, I, I mentioned uh, one in R.J. Harvey, but you go through D.J. Giddens, you go through Ollie Gordon, you go through Devin Neal, and, you know, it's not – just the running backs, the quarterbacks across the board are great. And, you know, we failed to mention that SMU, uh, the second non-conference game of the season in Dallas, and SMU's got Preston Stone. You know, that's a guy that threw for 3,200 yards, yeah. and and he, he had 32 total touchdowns. So BYU – had better put together a defensive line because you lose Jackson Cravens, you, you lose Nice Amahe, and, you know, you're starting to try to work in David Latu a little bit more, and you're trying to find some interior guys that can do some work. But if you really want to get competitive in the Big 12 this year, you better put a defensive front out there that can get pressure, a defensive front out there that can take on combos, can jam up doubles, and can allow linebackers to move, which, by the way, losing Max Tooley and A.J. Vompachon and the amount of tackles that they brought, you're going to need extra defensive linemen to clean up for guys like Harrison Taggart or Ciala Sarah or some of these guys. You're going to need big, strong, physical, crazy, not bubbling, saliva-filled defensive linemen <laughs> if you want to take on these Big 12 teams and these running backs. We don't have the cloning technology to uh, clone you quite yet, but if we did, I think you'd be one of the first. So uh, just <laughs> FYI, please, please give us your permission to do that later. Um, okay, what's the biggest trap game on the schedule? I'm wondering if it is an SMU to start the season. Mm. You know, you're going to clean things up with Southern Illinois and then head to Dallas and 
that's an SMU team that won the AAC last year, and they were actually able to win the AAC. Their final game of the season, they lost Preston Stone, and they were still able to win it. Preston Stone ended up breaking his leg against Navy. And so, I, you know, I don't get too far into the schedule before I'm like, uh, no better better sleep on this. Yeah. SMU is very good, yeah. and they're well coached, and that is going to be a tough road game. And if you think that you're just going to sleepwalk through Southern Illinois and SMU and Wyoming, you're, you're crazy. SMU has a lot of potential to be a, a tough game. And, and I don't think you can look at Arizona as a trap game or something that could catch you off guard. Arizona is just going to be a spectacular team. I know that they're going through a coaching change, but, you know, they get San Jose State's coach. And San Jose State's coach just built a quarterback for a few years that in, in Chevron Cordero that was lights out. He was awesome. So now he gets to come in and work with Noah Fafita, and Arizona becomes a real problem. And we haven't even really talked about uh, Oklahoma State with Ollie Gordon and Alan Bowman. You know, that that Oklahoma State game is going to be miserable too. For so, sure. And it's a week after Arizona. Hey, thanks for the good news here, Hans. <laughs> It's, guys, it's tough, man. It, it is tough, and, and that's why, like, I, I need I need four defensive tackles that are ready to anchor down and be some of the best in the country. And I need I need two defensive ends that can that can run downs one through four, and then I need two defensive ends that can give me rushes on critical downs. That's it. I, I need better defensive line. I need better defensive line play. I need them to be cleaner, stronger. I need them to be better up front. You know, I know we can focus on the quarterbacks because I, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling like BYU's quarterback situation is the best quarterback situation either. But I would rather spend time talking about the needs of a defensive front that can control some of these powerful offensive lines that I, that I got to watch firsthand in the Big Twelve and get really serious about stopping the run and playing big boy defense. Hans Olsen of KSL Sports Zone, BYU football radio analyst, is on BYU Sports Nation. We'll finish with this fifth and final superlative question as it pertains to the schedule. Which of BYU's nine Big 12 games would you dub as the most winnable? Arizona State. I think uh, Jaden Rashada and Arizona State to finish the season, and I know that that's at Sun Devil Stadium. I played there, I think one, I think it might have been twice. I know it was once for sure. Uh, and I played back there when, when they actually were decent and had a rowdy crowd and, and things were kind of fun and crazy. Arizona State in a in a bad situation. So you, you've, you, you've got Arizona State November 23rd and then you finish out with Houston. I'm circling that Arizona State game as one that it's like, all right, they should win that game. At least you would hope. In 1997, your freshman year, that was the last time BYU's visited Arizona State on the road, which is which is crazy. So it'll be fun. That first play, I think they just threw uh, to Ben Cahoon, like a 50-yard bomb or something, if I recall. Yeah, it was, that, that, it was, it was a win for BYU against that, a ranked Arizona State team. That was a good one. You mentioned a moment ago you have some concerns about the quarterback position for BYU. Tell, tell us more about your thoughts on that. Well, I, I just – been watching film on Gary Bohannon and, and I'm not overly sold on him. Hopefully he can reinvent himself and 
Aaron Roderick and he can collaborate and work together and, you know, build something that we saw with Zach Wilson or Jaron Hall. But I, I, I think that there are some things there with Gary Bohannon that I, that need to be cleaned up. Um, and I'm hoping that he can really learn to quickly release the ball and, and a clean, quick release and, and get it to his weapons. Um, you know, we, we saw enough from Keaton Slovis to know that uh, Aaron Roderick still knows what he's doing and, and is a, still a great quarterbacks coach because I, I do think that Keaton had some solid moments, but we saw that that offense needs something in particular with the, with the quarterback to really click in Aaron Roderick's offense. There's, there's kind of a dual usage that you need. And I, I, I really did like covering Retzloff. I did. And I, and I like Jake Retzloff. Um, he's got a long way to go to be a, a big 12 high level quarterback. Uh, you know, and, and it's crazy guys. I, I wake up at night and I still have visions of the pick six against Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. And that's just, it's, it's just the way my brain works and, and the collapse against Oklahoma state, they should have won that game. And, and so I, I look at the quarterback room and I think, all right, there's not real proven greatness in there. There's a lot of clay that Aaron Roderick is going to have to mold. And, and believe me, he's an artist and he's creative, but he's got a lot of work to do mm. with the quarterbacks that he's currently got in that room to be truly competitive in the Big 12. All right, Hans, uh, in 15 seconds, because we teased it, what do you think of the November 9th date for BYU-Utah? Are you in favor or do you hate it? I hate it. And, you know, I see all the excuses around it. And, oh, well, we're spreading <laughs> out the rivalry games. And, oh, we're trying to make it the marquee game. And, I, and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, you've got different time slots for games that run throughout the day. People are like, well, you don't want it to butt heads with Michigan. Ohio State. You don't want it to butt heads. Like, there's, there's different time slots. Put it in a time spot that, look, if it's got to kick at 10 o'clock in the morning, kick it at 10 o'clock in the morning and make it the marquee matchup of the morning or the marquee matchup of 8 o'clock p.m. or 8.15 p.m., I don't care. But put it on that rivalry weekend that we all circle, that we know has a huge impact, that we all anticipate. And by the way, I've got some other problems with this. You know, you put a bye week, you put a bye week before that game, and all that does is it allows you to stew in your anxieties for two weeks as a player. Like, I, I would rather play that on a short week. Look, play me on a on a Saturday and then play that rivalry game on a Thursday. So I have a short week. So I don't have to hear my parents say, oh, can you get Aunt Becky some tickets? And, oh, did you know that, that your uncle's son plays on Utah? And, oh, did you know? And you're just like, I don't want to hear anymore. I just want to play the stupid game. And now we got to talk about this thing for two weeks. I'd rather have the bye week after the rivalry game so that I could recover emotionally, <laughs> physically. So I don't like this. Oh, well, we gave you each a bye week. Okay. All you did is boost anxiety and it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks. That's as a so, player, no, as media I, member, this is gold, but Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like anything about what they did with this rivalry game. <laughs> I wish you'd bring an opinion to this I program, love it. Hans. I love At some it, point Hans. you will. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Uh, I know we're thick in the middle of basketball season, but it, we got the football schedule. We had to bring you on. So thanks for taking some time with us, man.
You guys do great work. Thanks for having me on for a few minutes. Appreciate you. You got a hand Olsen with us for the schedule superlatives topic. Yeah. One of the best linemen to ever do it at BYU. Let's at go. One, at one point, he'll have a strong opinion. We await the day. Uh, women's basketball at Kansas tonight, 7.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Cougs need to win here, Spence. Go to Fog Allen Fieldhouse and bring back a dub. This would really help them in their push to finish better than where they were picked in preseason, which was yes. number 11. Up next, BYU's first NIT champion since 1966. What's? It's not what you're thinking, though. <laughs> also, Ali Khalifa. Can we, can we disagree? He's the best passing big man in the country. A stat that will confirm that after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. We're on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Got a loaded edition of Wednesday headlines. Let's do it. BYU football has multiple players competing in college all-star practices this week, the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl. Keaton Slovis, Isaac Rex, Ryan Rico, all at the Shrine Bowl in Frisco, Texas. Kingsley Suamatia is at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Good luck to all those former Cougars. BYU women's basketball at Kansas in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, one of the most historic venues in the entire sport. In a huge Big 12 game, first ever meeting between BYU and the Jayhawks, and the first of two meetings this season. The Cougars 2-6 overall in Big 12 play. Kansas 3-6 to their nine Big 12 games. Yeah, turning point game for both teams. You can listen to Jason Shepard live on the call 7.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Golfer Zach Jones won the NIT held in Tucson, Arizona. Nope, it's not that NIT. After shooting a final round of eight under, he shot 18 under for the tourney, 18 birdies, and an eagle. How about that? Stuck it. 18 under par, second lowest player score in tournament history. Look at this shot. And Whoa. give him the eagle. Jones won. He summoned his eagle powers, if you will. Yes, he did. Jones won this same tournament last year when it was called the Arizona Intercollegiate. The NIT, way cooler. Cougars <laughs> finished fourth overall as a team. <laughs> Zach Jones is going to play on the PGA Tour. Just bookmark that. Baller, dude. Okay, just seriously. He, he will. Good too, man. Like, there he is. will play on the PGA Tour. I'm, book, I'm bookmarking. Yes. BYU men's tennis won their home opener 7-0 over Omaha to improve to 2-3 and three on the season. Nice victory in Provo. The Cougars will remain at home with another match this week when they host Montana State on Saturday. Those are today's headlines. Now it's time for the Big 12 Roundup. Yeehaw. Things continue to get more wild in this conference. Let's go. Remember lowly Oklahoma? We'll get to that in a second. Ranked matchup number 25 <laughs> TCU beat number 15 Texas Tech. 85-78, TCU overcame an 11-point deficit to win. TCU hosts Texas Saturday, Texas Tech hosts Cincinnati. Am I mad that Texas Tech blew a big lead and lost? No, I'm not. No, been there, done that. <laughs> they benefited from that against BYU. Yep. Uh, Eighth-ranked Kansas, as expected, all over Oklahoma State on their home floor by 29, 83-54. The Jayhawks dominate from start to finish. Uh, all five Jayhawks scored in double figures as far as starters go. Kansas now 5-3 and three in the Big 12. Oklahoma State falls to 1-7. and seven. Kansas hosts Houston on Saturday. That's oh my the goodness. matchup in it's, the Big 12. It's dude. the biggest game of the year to date in Big 12 play. Oklahoma State will host Kansas State. Number 23, Oklahoma beat Kansas State 73-53. Kansas State has been shellacked the last two. Uh, Two-game losing streak uh, ended for Oklahoma. Kansas State's third straight loss now. K-State plays at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma hosts UCF on Saturday. Yeah, how about that? Lowly Oklahoma. They're struggling. Uh, they go on the road and win by 20. That's a big win, man. Holy cow. Tonight's games. 
A double dip, 18th ranked Baylor at UCF. Sneaky game for the Bears who have lost three straight. Now they're gonna have to win on the road in a place that's tough to win a game. Ask BYU, a lot of length on that UCF team. Baylor, by the way, just a three and a half point favorite over the Knights. Mm. Cincinnati at West Virginia. This is gonna be a fun one, a physical one. Cincinnati one and two on the road in Big 12 games. Only win was at BYU. West Virginia coming off a road loss to Oklahoma State who had not lost in the league. Cincinnati, a three and a half point favorite. That concludes the Big 12 Roundup. Now some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. College basketball stats guru Evan Miyakawa posted a list of players averaging 12 assists per 100 possessions. This season, Ali Khalifa, only player taller than 6'3", and no player 6'10 or taller has finished a year with 10 and a half assists per 100. We can definitely say, based on this, he's the best passing man in the country. We already knew this, but like, this really emphasizes it, right? Uh, yes, 100%. He has a shot to be the best passer in the country, regardless of position. Like, yeah. for a minute, he was this season, right? Yeah. And some turnover concerns in some Big 12 games, yeah. whatever. He legitimately could end as the, statistically speaking, best passer of any position in college basketball. It's unbelievable. He's so unique. He's been a tremendous addition from Charlotte. Eight games in for BYU women's basketball. Lauren Gustin said the team's goal is to finish higher than they were picked in the preseason poll, which was number 11. How many wins would it take to finish higher than 11th in conference, do you think? I don't know, five? Six? BYU is certainly capable of being north of that number. To me, it feels like six wins is the magic number. Like, if you win six games in Big 12 play, you will finish better than 11th place. Let's get it done. Uh, man, tonight would just be a massive step in that direction to get to three and five, especially after a tough two-point loss against number two Kansas State last weekend. Yeah, that's weekend. tough. Hey, but it shows BYU can compete well. Let's go. BYU basketball with Mark Pope coming up tomorrow. Trey Stewart's the player guest, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app and ESPN+. Plus. Up next, not often we have four guests on the show yeah. at the same time, but they've been so awesome, we have to do it. A quartet of awesome, the distance runners from BYU women's track and field coming off impressive performances in Boston last weekend. They will join us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B, and this is a unique scenario for us here in the latter part of this specific show. We have four guests on the show at one time. Let's go, baby. I'm not sure we've ever had four guests over here in the Cougar Council Room, right? Not, not <laughs> with this, the speed of these ladies. This, this is go. new, but... To their credit, they have been so awesome and coming off just a remarkable performance in Boston, we, we need to have all four. So from left to right, we have Jenna Hutchins, Lexi Halliday, Lowry, Aubrey Frentway, and Riley Chamberlain with us. Great to have you with us. What's up? Thanks. Riley, first time for you in here. Yeah. Good to have you. Okay, we're going to put the pressure on you, Riley. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. How would you sum up the emotions of what you just pulled off in Boston? Oh, man, just grateful that all the hard work is finally paying off. It has been paying off, but just to um, run my best time ever, get on the top 10 board again, have such a great experience with all my teammates. Like we pulled off some pretty great performances all together. So it was awesome. Number two mile in BYU history, number two in the Big 12, number four in the NCAA. Um, did you run the race you were hoping to run? The race is there more in the tank for the future or was that like <laughs> the best you can do it and you gotta match it now i mean obviously 
you want to believe you can always be better. So I'm always hoping for better. But as far as the race went, it went about as good as it could have. That's <laughs> awesome. What's that feeling like when you cross the finish line? And I'm sure Diljeet was going crazy as Flow Track put out. Yeah, um, I think just joy, excitement, um, turning around to see my teammate coming in. She ran super well. Just yeah, happiness. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jenna, we'll move over here to the left. Uh, in the 5K, number three all-time at BYU, number one in the Big 12, number five in the NCAA. What did it mean to you to come across first of your teammates? Is there, are there any bragging rights in the, in, involved there? No, not really. Actually, um, we were really proud to be able to come in together just because during this past cross-country season, we've all been training together, working hard together, but we've never been able to come across the line like one, two, three like that. That's wild. So... It was a really special moment for all of us. I feel like we all played our part in the race to um, allow that to happen. And so we were we were just super excited to accomplish that together. And it's seven tenths of a second, the three of you come in? <laughs> yeah, So, so you're kind of looking over like, did I get first? Did she get second? <laughs> what, what was that like? I had no idea where anyone was at that point. Of the <laughs> I had real talk. <laughs> well, I had kind of I had taken the lead at one point, and I was I knew we were trying to put down fast times. The goal ultimately was for all of us to get NCAA qualifying times, or yeah. just to run, run fast. And so, yeah, I, I didn't know where my teammates were, in, but crossing the line and seeing us all come in, boom, 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 That's it was. Incredible astounding i yeah it was it's, it was very surreal so when did you realize aubrey that that had actually happened and and you're being embraced by diljeet taylor just this incredible imagery and all like, three so, of you were top five in BYU history like that's the run it's wild so what when did it all set in like wow we just did that um i think honestly like right after when coach kind of pulled us aside and was like well She's like, you've wanted this moment for a while and you finally got it. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like we, because sometimes like your brain gets all foggy, like what like was saying, you kind of just start trying to get to the finish line. And I, when she pulled us aside and told us that, I was like, yeah, like we've been working for this and it's something that we had talked about, like, oh, how cool would that be if we could come in together, you know, and cross country. And then it just, the cards didn't line up. It was all like, we were kind of everywhere. And so, yeah, it was really cool to to see that happen and that was that in that moment we kind of took a picture after we're like yeah. and coach just said like you're gonna remember this moment and yeah so jenna and lexi are laughing at some pictures that are on the screen <laughs> what, what, what are you what are you what, laughing what are you at by? what happened Can i you throw just saw me in the background gasping for air <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's some really funny race photos that we get oh, just yeah. like on the down step or just in like such a funny moment uh, so it's just funny to laugh at face of joy i have right? not seen yeah. that photo he's, he's so. feeling so that much happiness yeah that was a surprise okay. that track rally that everyone talks about oh it's the fastest track at, at BU right in Boston um there's a lot of science kind of behind it but it's we describe it as bouncy like just <laughs> yeah. the wood uh. it's made out of the surface just and then obviously there's a placebo once everybody starts running fast times you start to believe there's something about the track mm. so yeah <laughs> but, but apparently there wasn't a ton of oxygen 
Uh, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what <laughs> I mean, 15 minutes into a race, you start to go a little lactic. Yeah. For, for sure. We don't know what that's like. Let's oh be honest. Goodness. You guys tell us. All right, the quartet of awesome here with BYU Women's Track and Field, the distance runners. Uh, you've done so much incredible stuff already. The, the marks, I mean, the honors, they're, they're already all there. So um, I just want each of you to answer shortly. What's, what is next for you in terms of individual goals? We'll start with you, Jenna. Like, what's, what's next on your list of individual goals? Yeah, well, I think for me last year, I didn't qualify for the NCAA Indoor Championship. So I'm really happy to, I'm pretty sure that time will make it in. So I'm really excited to go there. And um, I think from here on, I just want to, keep becoming the best version of myself, keep working hard, um, and just do my best that I can there, continue to try to PR in some other events this year, and just have fun with it, enjoy time with my teammates, and be the best that I can be. Alexi, where do you stand in that conversation? Yeah, kind of the same boat. Um, I did the 3K last year mostly, so this is my first time really like focusing on the 5K, so I guess I just really want to see, I don't know, how much more we can continue to improve in that event, mm. and to, our times should make it into NCAs, so just to, get to that line knowing that we had given everything in training in life just you know to get to the line ready to go and to see what we can do all right Aubrey what's the next individual goal for you um yeah, I feel I bad even asking this question because no. like, you've already done so much like what are you gonna no. do next I think it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse to be like I feel like all of us can attest to it. we feel like we've never made it you know like you feel like you do something great and you're like, oh, but what if? You know, like all of us were mm -hmm. like, oh, but what if we could have just gone in the 20s? Or like, what if, you know? And so I feel like for me, it's just like, the goal is just to have no regrets, just leave everything out there so that I can finish my eligibility and be like, you know what? I did everything that I could and there's always somewhere else that I'm gonna wanna go. There's always another time. There's always another place that I want, but um, yeah, just having no regrets and knowing that I gave everything on, on that day. So. All right, and our Myler specialist. <laughs> you ran 4:30. Like, is is the goal 4:29? The, yes. <laughs> what's, sure. what's the record of BYU? Uh, 4:29.76. Okay, yes. so right there. Yeah. Wow. So you're just a half second off. Yeah. Mm. A half second from being the record holder of BYU. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially knowing like Whitney Orton, national champion, holds it. I'm like, to be that close to her is just amazing. But. Um, for next goals, I know we're all running the 3K next week, so I think just trying to pull each other along to some really fast times in that and just keep having faith and in, enjoying the ride. And there are professionals uh, there, right? So Anna Camp Bennett, I think, won, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Courtney Wayment was there. What's it like to see some of the alums at the same race? Yeah, it's incredible. I feel like we all look up to them and just um, it's incredible the things that they've done for the program and just like the place that they've allowed us to be. So we're really grateful for them. We love seeing them succeed and Anna Camp paced our race. So we were very grateful for her. She was right on and um, she did everything she could to go as long as possible. So um, we just, we love having them there and enjoy following their journeys too. And all for the brand, right? Even when they move on, it's like, do you feel like that camaraderie? Like is, is there, um, a game plan of sorts with them, even though they're not technically running at BYU? How does that work? Oh, for sure. I mean, like even at the meet, we had planned for Anna to come back and pace us. And even like in workouts, they'll do workouts with us. And I know like me and Obs, we, we ran for, at least I ran for two years with them while they had eligibility and Obs for more. And so there is that camaraderie, like they are, they're our teammates in a sense, like they're our friends. And so, I mean, lining up in a race like that where Anna was pacing 
we all knew that she would give everything within her power to take us as far as she could. Wow. And she for sure did. <laughs> she, she was needing oxygen as well. Nice. But she, she took us very far. And nice. yeah, no, that camaraderie, that camaraderie even allowed us to stay on her for longer, knowing that like if Anna's doing it, like I, I can stay with her to pull everyone along. But. So is that 3K going to be at the Husky Classic in Seattle? Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you expecting, Aubrey, of that to uh, the next step? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, Hard question. I yeah, just kind of want to have fun again with my teammates and just leave everything out there and see what I can do because I don't get to race a three k. I don't get to race a three k quite as often, mm -hmm. so it'll be fun to race it. Is there like BYU swag as distance runners? Like nationally, people know you. Like yeah, we're Brigham. <laughs> I think we're more famous for Coach Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> she is pretty fantastic. She's the best. She's got a Nike yeah. deal of her own. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I no, yeah. I was just saying. I think it's also cool because. We just, there's always a lot of women that we have like representing BYU while we're there. And so I think we're known as also like one of the biggest teams and we mm. have so much depth because we have um, obviously so many talented people in different events. So it's really fun to show up with a big crew. That's <laughs> awesome. And way to rep the uh, beat digger today. That's what this logo is called. That's great. Yes. <laughs> Not it's surprising that you're all fashionable as is Coach Taylor, right? Fantastic. <laughs> Looking good. Okay. Welcome, uh, as always, to Studio B. Great to have you with us here. First and, time arriving. Uh, nice yes. job. Thank let's, you. Let's, uh, let's give you some BYU Sports you break Station the mile record, we'll bring you back. Yes. So. Let's give you some karma to break yep. that mile record, okay? Yep. Thank you. When it happens, we're going to claim that yep. it was our, we did it, okay? Yeah, all right. it's, all, it's all about coming on the show. <laughs> Good luck in Seattle next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of these fantastic women for being here with us on BYU Sports Nation. All right. Up next, aside from the Utah game, as we turn our attention back to the BYU football schedule, which game are you circling on BYU's schedule? The second most intriguing game, if you will, this is BYU Sports Nation. Nice job. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station with our question of the day. Aside from the rivalry game at Utah for BYU football, which game are you circling on the Cougars' schedule in 2024? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from Kevin Kelly on Facebook who says, Oklahoma State, me too. Mm. A game the Cougs should have won last year, and since they don't get another shot at def the defending conference champs, circle the game against the runners-up. Next best thing. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Zach Jones for winning the NIT, BYU's first NIT since 1966. <laughs> That's a joke. Our thanks to today's guests, Hans Olsen, Jenna Hutchins, Lexi Halliday-Lowry, Aubrey Frentaway, and Riley Chamberlain. We had time for a lot of people, but not Dennis Pitta. Sorry. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Patrick Shane. We'll see you tomorrow back here in Studio B for another live edition of BYUSN. Go Cougs! <laughs>